0: Get 80% off your impression
1: kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, everybody. Before we get going with our bonus episode, Ben Jarofsky, you have a uh, column up from the Chicago Reader. It's posted on the Ben Jarovsky Show Facebook page. Uh, your latest Chicago Reader article is titled Mayor Rom says one thing and means <laughs> something yeah. else. Tell everybody what they'll learn when they read your latest column. Oh, man. I've been, you know what? I hate to. I may miss Mayor Rahm because uh, I, I I had this game and I invented it with uh, Mick Dunkey, my old partner in crime. When we were back at the, uh, we were both at the Reader. Uh, Mick and I would always have fun talking about Mayor Rahm says X Y Z, but what does he really mean? You know, what is he really up to? Uh, of course, we worked from the assumption that we didn't believe that he actually honestly felt whatever he was saying. Because you know, Mayor Rahm always said what's well, that thing about a crisis? You know, you should use a crisis. I forget. to hit a clever way of saying you should use a crisis to your own. Advantage to get something done that you couldn't ordinarily get done. So we'd always try to figure out what is Mayor Rahm up to when he says X, Y, Z. And so what I do in this column, I had fun with it. I uh, analyzed Mayor Rahm's response to the Jesse Smollett situation. We've been talking about that a lot on this show, Jesse Smollett, and um, Mayor Rahm was outraged by it. He wanted an investigation. and wanted uh, Jesse to have to pay back the money uh, that the um, uh, to the city that it cost to investigate his allegations and so I have started having fun picking apart what's he really up to what's he angling for here Uh, why wasn't he so outraged for instance oh when a certain mayor of the city of Chicago uh, buried a videotape of a policeman shooting Laquan McDonald oh that was because he was the police he was the mayor of the city of Chicago who buried uh, that videotape so it's funny how Mayor Ron was calling for an investigation now but not then anyway so had a little fun trying to figure out what the mayor is up to so there you go go Check it out. Mayor Rahm says one thing and means something else. It's posted on the Ben Jarofsky Show Facebook page at Benny J Show. B-E-N-N-Y, the letter J, show. Uh, find us on Twitter as well. And uh, you can check all of Ben Jarofsky's articles on the Chicago Reader Archive, chicagoreader.com. Yes, indeed. All right. Very good, Dee. Uh, well, now we're going to move into the bonus segment of the show. All right. Bonus time, folks, on the Ben Jarofsky Show. As I speak, it's February, but you'll hear this for the first time. It's on- April. Yes, it's April. <laughs> Did I say February? You said February. Oh, my God. I've been in the studio a long time today, everybody. It is Friday in April. How about that? Good God. Uh, I've been talking a lot today. Anyway, it is Friday, but you'll hear this interview on Saturday starting tomorrow. And uh, my guest in the studio, Chris Fusco, editor-in-chief of the Sun-Times. Chris, welcome to our little studio.
0: Hey, it's great to be in here uh, actually talking on the microphone. I've been watching you guys in that podcast booth sneaking in every so often.
1: Yeah, we sneak in, we, like, we go up the back stairs, and creep down the hall, come into our little booth uh, that uh, you built for us here in the Sun-Times. Before we get into all the infam- uh, the news of the day that you're going to tell us about, uh, number one, the changes for the Saturday Sun-Times, uh, and also get into a little mayor's talk, uh, mayor's race talk, uh, just introduce yourself to our listeners. Uh, Chris Fusco, as I teased you when you came in, you, were, you, you weren't born as the editor-in-chief of no, the Sun-Times. It took a while to get not. here. Talk about that.
0: Well, you know, you and I share a, a common uh, journalistic partner in Mick Dumkey, who, uh, after he uh, was working with you over at the Reader, came and worked in the Watchdog's uh, Pound with us at the Sun Times, and and uh, I grew to adore all the things about Mick that you do. We argued, we fought, we uh, we had fun going out on stories together, driving around, and, and doing all those things. But my my uh, you know, not going into chapter and verse, my, my, my rise up at the Sun-Times sort of happened with the Bogoyevich administration covering state government with Dave McKinney. Uh, as everybody in town knows, the Bogoyevich state government beat really became an investigative beat every day. And uh, just, you know, kind of worked covering, uh, covering the Obama years with Resco. Uh, it's kind of interesting. Tim Novak has a Resco story in the uh, paper this weekend, uh, the subject that never goes away, uh, the 62 acres in the, uh, in the South Loop uh, so, you know, just kind of uh, evolved down those ro- lines uh, after Rod uh, got indicted and sort of started working exclusively with Tim. Uh, probably our our story that is perhaps best known with the two of us is the, uh, you know, the uh, situation involving Mayor Daley's nephew, uh, R.J. Vaneko and uh, committing a crime uh, in 2004 that we, about 200 and some stories later, uh, saw him get uh, Convicted for, he pleaded guilty to killing David Koshman on uh, uh, in the Rush Street Bar District in 2004. So it's it's a long a long uh, tale. We still have the page live actually. If you Google David Koshman Sun Times, you'll see many of the stories that Tim and I worked on together. And uh, you know that's what it's all about, right? Mm-hmm. That's the Sun Times. You know we we uh, we get going on a story and we don't let go. Uh, it's been great to watch that uh, happen this year. With the Burke story and then our reporters, Fran, John Seidel, Mark Brown, Tim, all coming together uh, selflessly, working together to break all kinds of stories about the federal investigation that ultimately impacted the mayor's race that ultimately leads us i think to where we are today so
1: mm-hmm. yeah and let let me go back and uh down memory lane i always uh, unfair to you chris think of tim novak uh and the Kochman story but you're right you were there too and carol marine a lot of uh, yes uh, absolutely members of that sometimes team that obsessively and i use that word uh, with pride, because people call me obsessive about certain stories as well. I think obsessiveness is a trait that's welcomed in investigative reporters. If you're not obsessive, if you're not willing to follow a story endlessly, <laughs> even when people are making fun of you for following oh, it, you're not going to get to the truth.
0: No, and, th- and that happened all the time. I mean, that's a hallmark of, of the investigative uh, reporter's uh, career, is it, whether it's uh, Tim and I, Carol, anybody. Everybody always comes after you. And and this happened all the time. I mean, Rob Legoyevich press conferences, he was famous for calling us out uh, in the press corps, calling me out by name, John Chase by name from the Tribune. These people aren't here for you. They're here to gather what... And it's just like, it made no sense. So every every time you do a story and you challenge somebody, and even after you call them and make all the best efforts to tell their side of the story, they, all, they often lie in wait, and then the story comes out, and then you... Have to deal with the uh, mm-hmm. attack, but you know, you you become it. Teflon coach you, and, and frankly, it's a uh, pretty good management training. But in the case of David koshman that was that was happening. I think not only uh, you know uh, from the public and from definitely the the daily side of things, but I even at, at some point I think some folks in the media probably doubted us a little bit and wondered what we were doing, and uh, you know we. We understood early on that this was going to be a high bar, but what what really happened when the special prosecutor got appointed in the Kochman case... Uh, that really changed changed the game. All
1: right, just to help some of our younger listeners out, 2003, I think it was, Chris Fusco, and feel free to uh, correct me. I'm doing this from memory. 2003, uh, Mayor Daly at the time, Mayor Richard M. Daly, his nephew, uh, Van Echo, got into a fight at, outside of a bar on Rush Street with a, what was he, 20 years old, David So Kochman. D-
0: David Kochman, April star, April 25th, 2004, David Koshman, uh had recently turned 21. He's out with some of his friends, uh, from uh, the suburbs, northwest suburbs, and from Mount Prospect. They're staying over at a buddy's house. They go out drinking on, on Rush Street. Uh, about 3.15 in the morning, they encounter another group, uh, some folks who are a little bit older, uh, near in, in their 30s or, or nearing 30. One of them is uh, Mayor Daly's nephew, RJ Vaneco. They start jawing, as groups often do, at 3.15 in the morning. <laughs> And uh, the way uh, it was presented in the police reports was there was this mutual combatants and there's a big fight and it's, you know, David gets knocked out. What our investigation revealed after, you know, many, many, many stories is that it was really more just of a jawing. uh, The witnesses uh, sort of agreed that David wasn't the aggressor. He was being mouthy. But then he just kind of got hit out of nowhere by the largest guy uh, in the group, uh, who we later determined to be uh, uh But there were all kinds of twists and turns to the story. There was a fight for public records when we finally got the lineup photos. All the kids on the street that night thought, you know, the biggest guy in the group hit the smallest. Uh, David stood only about, I think, five foot six, five foot seven. Uh, RJ Vaneko's a former Division III football player, 6'3, 230. You know, he he hit him, but it's dark out. The whole incident probably took two to three minutes total, start to finish. And uh, they bring VanEco in for a lineup. Well, he's in a lineup standing alongside four other cops who are all bigger or taller than he is. Mm-hmm. So, guys, a month later, the cops, of course takes a month to get things to the point where there's a lineup right mm-hmm. even though the police knew within hours sort of who was involved and could have id'd it but that's a whole other element but they bring him in and of course if you're you're expecting to see a huge guy and instead Vineco is sort of standing behind them and mm-hmm. you know that was a big turning point in the story too well
1: the the key point being uh, is that the I'm going to try to say this as uh, concisely as I can uh, the uh, police department in Chicago and the state's attorney, Cook County, were reluctant. That's how I would phrase it. That's my word, Chris. Feel free to disagree with me if you want. We're very reluctant to really vigorously pursue charges against the mayor's nephew, even though it was his punch that led to the death of this young man in a fight. All right. So. They were reluctant. It was the Sun-Times being a pain in the ass for I don't know how many years, writing every chance I got to keep that story alive and put it out in the paper that finally embarrassed the system into hiring, to naming a special prosecutor to doing investigation, and eventually... Van Echo spent some time uh, in, yeah. in
0: jail. Pleaded guilty to involuntary manslaughter, spent 60 days in McHenry County Jail, went on probation after that, uh, admitted in court what happened. Uh, you know, it, it, in, in the irony of it all is, if, it, if it's taken care of right the first time, you know, obviously he did not intend to kill David Kochman. This is a drunken encounter and and things happen. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um You know it took us a while to get uh david's mother to open up and talk about this because she just thought the whole thing there was never going to be a chance that anybody would do anything with this Mm -hmm. and uh you know it was it's it's you know to this day it's a story unlike any i'll ever work on again or i think be involved with because it it did get emotional on all sides Mm -hmm. and uh You know, it was just, it's something that uh, we still don't really know what happened, to be honest, because the Webb report, Dan Webb was a special prosecutor, obviously secured the conviction, but then what did the dailies know, and when did they know it, and what were their interactions with Phil Klein and the police department, those things are still kind of...
1: Phil Klein being the former police chief. All right, now, uh, there are some parallels, though, Chris, and I was thinking about this today when I uh, got my uh, bright one, Chicago Sun-Times, home delivered, as always, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm showing this to the cameras that don't exist, but the front page stories <laughs> in the Suntime and you'll get to pre- appreciate the irony here at Chris Fusco. Cops, colon, Fox has got to go. Suburban police chief, Chicago FOP, FOP is Fraternal Order Police, it's the union, say Smollett case is straw that broke the camel's back. And I have to say as an old timer, uh, Chris Fusco was a guy old enough to remember the years and years and articles and articles it took for the a special prosecutor, not even the, the real prosecutor, a special prosecutor mm-hmm. appointed by a judge to investigate this to finally got uh, a, um, a court proceeding uh, uh, regarding of uh, Vianneco punching Kochman and, and leading to his death. I didn't see any suburban police chiefs holding a press conference to say uh, Anita Alvarez oh, yeah. has got to go because they weren't pressing charges into the the mayor's nephew. Do you understand what I'm getting oh, at? No, I know here, Chris? exactly.
0: I mean no, I mean you know, it's interesting the Kim Fox situation is, you know, you the fact that things are at that point now where you've got folks, you know, frankly more than just police chiefs, you know, calling on on her to go. You know, it really, the situation we had with uh, with David Koshman and Anita Alvarez started to, I think, a little bit put a, put a chink in, in State's Attorney Alvarez's armor. But then, obviously, the Laquan McDonald situation whoosh, yeah. turned up the volume. And then you have somebody like Kim Fox who comes in who defeats her, right, and kind of pledges for a new day. And now you know I think the Smollett story is an example of there's just so much swirling. It's just hard to know what's going on, what the real what the real story is, right. It doesn't involve a death mm-hmm. thankfully right but but it it does call into questions again, you know, what is the justice system doing here? Why did certain things happen and now You know, FOP, which, which, uh, Fraternal Air Police, which clearly does not like, uh, the state's attorney, uh, you know, is out with a press conference yesterday saying she needs to be dethroned. I think, I think one of the things that's most interesting about this is a few weeks before all this, right? Everybody nationwide is lauding Kim Fox for, uh, bringing charges against R. Kelly. She is, she is, uh, revered nationally. I think the, the, the New York Times National Podcast, The Daily, did a whole episode yeah. about Kim Fox. And here she is, grew up in the projects, uh, Sex Abuse Survivor. And it's just like, man, what what is going on here? Mm-hmm. I mean... She had a nice way to cut her, sort of build herself up, so that makes that's what makes the Smollett thing uh, all the more perplexing.
1: Perplexing indeed. By the way, folks, uh, uh, last week's special bonus feature you can still find on our uh, on our website. Uh, Andy Grimm, Chicago Sun Times criminal court uh, reporter, takes us A to Z on the Smollett uh, cases. There's been a, I think it was more like uh, A to Q, and there's still some letters unfolding. Oh, Chris, absolutely. Uh, we'll have to bring Andy back to for an update, maybe next week or so. But uh, if you really want to understand that case uh, from start to finish, I urge everybody to check out that podcast. All right, let's move on to the news of the day in the Sun-Times. You have some prototypes in front of you that I'm watching. I'm looking at from the upside down. Why don't you tell folks what they expect uh, with tomorrow's newspaper?
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, and it's part of, I think, uh, a strategy of sort of where we're at at the new Sun-Times. Right. And Ben, you and Dr. D here are part of that, too. You know, so. Uh, newspapers across the country are not printing seven days a week, uh, frankly in markets, uh, much smaller than ours, one horse towns where it's pretty amazing given how they have the, a lot of market share that they can't print seven days a week anymore. And, and we looked at our, our Saturday paper and it's no secret that it's been getting thinner over the years. And, uh, you know, this is an effort. Sports Saturday, which we're rolling out tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow, people are going to get a Sun-Times on their doorstep, and they're going to be like, what is this? <laughs> it's going to look like this foreign object. Yeah. Uh, so what they're yeah. going to be getting, and what they're reading right now as we speak, because we all know we're getting 40,000 downloads at this very site. Right. Is, is... It's uh, Chris Fusco, ladies uh, yeah, and gentlemen. Or crying out loud. Or, uh, or people, Fusco are hitting, effect. Yeah, people are hitting stop right about now. Uh, the shameless commerce division <laughs> of the Sun-Times coming out. No, I mean, tomorrow's... Uh, paper is really two papers that's going to total 68 pages mm-hmm. right it's going to be thick and it's a 48 page sports paper called sports saturday that's going to wrap our regular saturday paper which of course won't have sports because we have 48 pages of sports <laughs> saturday but we're going i have, know
1: i want the sports section i, I want another work. one darn that What's that second sports section yeah. where's so, morrissey
0: that's right so so what we're trying to do is I would say, you know, just as uh, I'm sure uh, both of you grew up reading Sports Illustrated, you know, as I did, uh, this is sort of a sports for old-timers like us that remember those magazines <laughs> I and I still print get things, it by the way. <laughs> there you go. Uh, this is yeah. sort of a Sports Illustrated or an ESPN the Magazine designed for Chicago. Hmm. So on the cover, we've got a look back at the uh, 1969 Cubs and oh, the 50 years movie by Steve uh. Greenberg uh, every week in Sports Fourth Saturday, we're going to have sort of a center spread uh, graphic. Uh, This week's is sort of just summarizing uh, all the titles that our teams have won to try to provide some Diversity of teams uh, to show what we're setting the table for covering. That uh, must be a
1: very short segment there in the paper, all the titles we want.
0: <laughs> well, you know, in the 1940s, those Bears were really good. <laughs> they were. Uh, really those gigantic. Bears in the 40s.
1: Those bears the Monsters in the 40s. of the Midway. There you go. Uh, they, were, they were rocking it. Almost as good as the Bulls in the 90s. Uh, ah, beloved Bulls. So, anyway, so that'll be. It's called Title Town. Is that actually a prototype of? What yeah, we'll so this is actually what's going to be in the paper tomorrow.
0: And then we have some, you know, we're trying to branch out. And so here's a feature by uh, uh, Maddie Kenny. About uh, the White Sox uh, team physician Kathleen uh, Weber, mm-hmm. so we're we're going beyond the normal. We're taking you you know the, the the stories behind the scoreboards, you know that kind of a a, a okay. theme. And and we're going to be trying to you know really branch out into doing. Uh, obviously, we have a deal with University of Chicago now. They're our primary sponsor for Chicago Sky coverage. You know we're going to have. We're going to try to go beyond what we normally do, women's sports, uh, more preps, more outdoors oh, with, preps. with Dale Bowman. Uh, we're, we're talking to uh, Rich Roper about sports movies and mm-hmm. doing some things with that. So we're excited about this. Yeah. And, and, it, and it sort of reflects, I think, uh, we realize that as a uh, legacy media company that you need to adapt or die. Mm-hmm. And... And you need to do, I think if there's a lesson we've learned, it's that you need to do a little bit of everything, right? We need to, and and, and you guys, you know, are a big part of that for us, because now this this show at this studio brings some energy to our space, right? We, our our folks are on it. You're bringing in folks from the outside. This is what media companies, and it's, and it's also innovative because it's a partnership with the reader, right? Mm-hmm. So, even though the reader and the Sun-Times were once one one company, I almost feel like we're working better <laughs> with Tracy. Uh, we had an op-ed. We had a great op-ed from Tracy yeah. in the paper this week about LGBTQ mayor and how By the way, folks, come. if
1: you want to hear our interview with Tracy Bame, it was on Wednesday's show, correct? The, uh, Tracy Tracy was sitting right where you're sitting, talking about her op-ed in the Sun Times. Yeah,
0: and Tracy, you know, so I think Tracy realizes it too, and I, I, I think we're we're we we're, we're two companies, we're two titles, two publications that are probably uh, stronger apart than we were together, right? Because mm-hmm. we can fully explore the directions we need to head in. So, you know, we've got we've got a lot going on. Our, our products are getting thicker. We have uh, a, a new uh, SVP of. Uh, sales and marketing Pam Henson who is bringing a lot of energy here uh, our marketing department has been a driving force behind sports saturday we were on L cars and on billboards and this logo is out there with this sort of new brand uh, i'm looking at our circulation department and the gains gains they're making and trying to be as as laser focused as possible on selling both the print and the digital product. You all know, right, let's or. talk
1: about that for a little bit. Um, I always joke, and I have been joking forever, that uh, I'm a home subscriber, I've been a home subscriber. I, three newspapers, Chris Fusco, yes. all home delivered right here. I, I'm holding up all three of these newspapers. The Tribune, the Sun-Times, and the New York Times, Times. That get delivered every day. I prefer, I'm old I'm old school, I much prefer uh, to read my newspaper as it is, an old newspaper. I realize I'm my generation is rapidly fading, to quote Bob Dylan, and uh, so more and more people are reading it on the phones, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, will this translate... What you're showing me looks great. Uh, the prototypes, they're, they're the newspaper prototypes. Right. Will it translate in your humble opinion on uh, in the digital as well?
0: Well, obviously, we're going to post these stories digitally. We're, we're steadily growing our digital subscriber base for the folks that do not want to read print. Um, obviously, we know that as uh, print readers are dying literally unfortunately (laughs) uh, we need to replace them with digital readers Mm -hmm. uh the great the great thing about digital is that we don't have to kill trees we don't have to put gas in trucks we don't have to do all kinds of things to get get the product (laughs) that said i agree with you a hundred percent ben we're we're raised we're 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 newspaper dudes and uh the the force and the power of of this sports saturday cover is really hard to replicate on a screen And, and even on a tablet frankly so, uh, you know, that's part of our our growth strategy here is we've we have a deal with uh Vox Media, uh an industry leader in digital journalism, uh brands like vox.com, The Verge, SB Nation, things that even I think Old fogies like ourselves <laughs> are, are familiar with, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and are seeing when we take out this phone and we try to Google things with our yeah. thumbs and spell things wrong. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's going to be a big part of our our next uh, phase here at the Sun Times in May is sort of being able to launch a website that will allow us have the ca- to have the capability of looking as much like I shouldn't say as much like the Prince product as possible, but but much closer to it with that kind of engagement. Mm -hmm. And and some of the prototypes that they've shown us are, I mean, it's pretty incredible to see what, what the future holds I, I i've compared this in news meetings to we've got the keys to dad's caprice classic right now <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden <laughs> vox media comes in and hands us the keys to the ferrari and we got to figure out how to drive it faster right. than 15 miles an hour and frankly i'm very scared to drive it personally
1: or, or, or in case my beloved blue mustang here there you go I, my beloved blue mustang um so this will be coming out tomorrow and I, i'll be probably flaked out on my uh, couch reading it because I'm, I'm a sports geek in fact i used to always a joke, Chris. Um, I would, uh, in the old days, until recently, I would read the Sun-Times. I'd flip it over and read the sports section first. Yes. Uh, I was, and then, I don't know, at some point I started doing it the other way. I'm not sure why, but now I read it like the conventional way um, from the front back. I'm I'm not sure why I do it that way. Maybe because I know I have to prepare for a radio show or a podcast. And so I better have, you know what I mean? I better have done this because I could spend a half an hour reading the sports section. Uh, But tomorrow I'll probably get to spend about uh, an hour reading it because 48 pages is a lot of... uh, of information, and um, you have the columnists in there as well. Tomorrow? Yes, yeah,
0: Morrissey and Tellender, uh, Greenberg, uh, Steve Greenberg broke the cover story. I don't know if you, you know, we had. We're also trying to do some premium content stuff, baseball magazines. We're trying to put some magazines in the Sunday paper. We charge a little more for those, but they are high quality, glossy, very cool products that I think really class up our brand quite a bit. Show you that we can do more than just newspapers. I mean, we are we are trying to do everything here Mm -hmm. brian ernst uh heading up our video uh efforts you know the things we're doing with election night live streams the things we're doing when we broadcast editorial board interviews the things we were doing with aarp where we're going out and hosting community forums this is media you know Mm -hmm. you know in the modern age and and again adapt or die right you know and, and the key is to do I think it's a little bit of everything. You can't you can't put all your eggs in one basket. And uh, you know, where, I, I, where where I feel really heartened is, you know, we went to the DuSable Museum and did our first community forum with ARP. We did two of them, and we had uh, about four hundred people at the DuSable Museum. And I'm on the stage moderating this thing, and it's myself, Mary Mitchell, Mark Brown, Maze Jackson, uh, Rosanna Marquez from ARP, and I mean, people are like yelling at us on stage as if we are the mayor. It's like we're just doing, we're, hey, hey we're I, just. I saw it, I saw it. I know, yeah. we're, we're just the messenger here. But I, I, I gotta say, after years of, of yeah. being as a reporter out on the street, going out in neighborhoods, talking to people, and also being involved in investigations where you're in the recorder's office basement and smelling weird smells from <laughs> records that are yeah. yellowing and aging, there's nothing quite like the experience of 400 people screaming yeah. at you on a stage. And it shows you the anger in our city um, it shows you, uh, how much people are really relying on, uh, back then, back then was two, you know, pretty strong candidates running against each other. And now one has emerged Lori Lightfoot and it shows you the challenge, you know, that we in the media face in communicating what's going on and, uh, and the challenge that that next mayor is, is going to face.
1: Well, I, uh, talk about the mayor and, uh, I d- Uh, Tom Actamy, the editorial page editor, is a frequent guest on the show. He's coming on Thursday, and I'm going to give him a little shout-out here. Uh, I believe, I may have told you this already, Chris, I've been sort of babbling this uh, all day. In February. Uh, they were In the first go-around, there were three reasons uh, Lori Lightfoot uh, managed to emerge uh, to the runoff, even though she was down to like 5% in the polls coming in, into February. And uh, one was, and I'm not doing this, I'm just doing this off the top of my head, Ed Burke's indictment, uh, which you know really worked against Tony Perkwinkle and Bill Daley and Gary Chico and Susanna Mendoza. And the second one uh, would be, um, my good friend Rob Martwick losing his mind and uh, confronting Lori, Lightwick, Lori Lightfoot uh, at, on, a, uh, the, on the issue of the Assessors. And the third, uh, the Sun-Times front page editorial that uh, Young Thomas wrote. Uh, and with the big picture of her, I have a feeling that that um, it's so ironic because people say newspapers are dying. Nobody reads newspapers. But it was that graphic. It was the full front page of the paper. And by the way, in defense of old people who read newspapers, every time someone's name is in a newspaper, they want to buy the paper. You mm-hmm. understand what I'm saying, Chris Fusco? They're not, oh, show me the little picture in your phone. They want to buy the actual newspaper. So, um, what's your thoughts about that, the role of Sun Yeah, play?
0: I think, you know, I think this is. Uh, an election cycle where we we sort of drove the train, right? I don't want to I don't want to overstate that, right? But it was our reporting coming off the Burke uh, indictment that kind of led to more digging on the federal investigation, which broadened it. You know, we obviously have uh, we revealed that Speaker Madigan was being recorded by uh, Alderman Solis. Uh, it just it turned up it turned up the heat. And I think created a scenario in which uh, Lori Lightfoot really emerged as the only candidate uh, that didn't really have any ties whatsoever to the past, right? I mean, even as I was sitting there during the Ed Board interview, I'm like, "All right, Gary McCarthy, you're Mayor Rahm Emanuel's, you know, police superintendent. When the Kyle McDonald thing goes down, Paul Vallis, you worked for Rich Daily running the schools. Gary Chico, you worked alongside. I mean, as you went up and down the whole mm-hmm. 14, with the exception of some of the, you know, folks who were lesser known." Mm-hmm. Uh, Lori emerged as sort of the fresh face, and, and including somebody who, by the way, worked in the Daily Administration yeah.
1: and all, the Rahm Administration, and, and, and,
0: you know, albeit briefly. But mm-hmm. it was the way she carried herself that resonated with the Ed Board. So I know when we sat down to to deliberate this, and I am I am on the Ed Board as as its editor. Um, I, I I tend to let the Ed Board talk it out amongst themselves, and then if there's sort of this non-consensus then i'll i'll weigh in but I, I i remember that the ed board was we were very sort of like wow this is this is the next look at everything that's going on look at all the connections that these folks have to either the dailies the machine the you know joe barrios any, any anything you want to slice it and but but what was great about the way tom wrote it and then everybody in the ed board came together as they were reading it and kind of tweaking it was the editorial was really uh a position statement on where we wanted to be as a paper. And we understand that where our office is out here in the West Loop, this is the up-and-coming neighborhood, property values around here are sky high, we've got restaurants, bars, everything's walkable, right? But it, when you start to walk west, down Madison, past the United Center, life changes for a mm-hmm. lot of people. And and Tom's imagery on that, I think, just resonated. And, and you know, I described it to folks the day after we ran it, It was as much a position statement about where we are as a news organization and as a city as it was about a candidate. And this was the candidate that we felt best embodied uh, where Chicago needs to go. And so, and and like you, you know, yeah, we're looking at the polls 5%. We're like, okay, you know, we're (laughs) going to have to have another endorsement probably because... But hey, we we took a stand for what what we believe in, right? And it was it was uh, I don't want to say it's it was as much about us. It was about Lori, but it was it was how we intersected with with what we saw in
1: her. And now, and you put on your front page the tribute in contrast uh, for some reason I don't know why. Endorsed Bill Daly – Well, I know why, but let's just hold back. I'll I'll. Spare you my theory on that one, but anyway, but they didn't put them on the front page. You know what I mean? It was a traditional editor. It was in the ed- it was buried on the editorial page. Like you guys made a point. You put her on the front page, well, full page. Took advantage of the tabloid uh, look that you have. Right, you right. I it. mean,
0: we call those one and dones We had one this week too. With uh, we had two of them actually on election night, and then the Ashley Resins uh, beautiful picture of sort of Lori walking in to the the fifth floor into the mayor's office, and just her size compared to the size. I mean, it's just a beautifully uh, composed uh, image, but it's, it says a lot, right? So what, you know, when we, I, I, we didn't wake, I didn't wake up that morning saying Lori Lightfoot was going to be the full cover of the paper, but when you read the power of what Tom wrote, I, you know, and it was posted, you know, and, and obviously this is the beauty of the internet age, right? Mm. We posted it on a Friday and we saw the analytics and we saw how people, uh, it was on a Thursday. We saw how people are responding to it, and then, sure enough, we said, "You know what? This is the cover." You know, and and it was so powerfully written. And then we saw what happened, sort of, the next day, and what happened down the down the line. So All right, now here she's uh,
1: from that. She's become mayor. Like before you leave, I got to play this. I don't. You haven't heard this yet. We've played. This will be the third time I've heard it. Uh, Fran Spielman's show today. I uh, had Lori Lightfoot on. Mayor uh, elect like Lori Lightfoot was on the uh, France Bielman show. Do you got it all hooked up? Absolutely. Uh, you got to check this out. Everybody, I mean, check out, out the France Bielman right. show. Chicago.suntimes.com. Oh, that intro.
0: <laughs> Ed Berg is messing around. What's he up to? Is he trying to organize against you already? Well, I'm not surprised. Um, does that surprise you? Of
1: course he is. That's what he does. But it's, it's not like it's a surprise. It's not like I'm unaware of it. And he's going to have bigger fish to fry. I have every confidence that the charges are going to be brought um, in an indictment against him before um, the new mayor, before I'm sworn in. So he needs to focus on his own personal circumstances and stop trying to meddle around. We're not going to resurrect um, the Verdoli 29 in the form of Ed Burke. That's not going to happen. But he's trying to do that, isn't well, he? Well, he can try only once. It's not going to happen. He's not going to
0: be successful. He's and met
1: any, well in any alderman who's going to try to align themselves with ed burke at this time th- we're going to make sure that that gets very public and exposed and they're going to have to explain to the public why it is that they're aligning with them against the voters of this city all right uh, lori life showing she could do a counterpunch uh in the interview uh, fran uh, puts up the positions as that ed burke is working behind the scenes to try to and find 25 aldermen dumb enough to follow him off a cliff. Uh, And I've been very critical of aldermen over the years, Chris. I'm going to say this right now at the risk of being naive. I don't believe there's 25 aldermen that dumb in the Chicago City Council that they would rally behind a man who's facing federal indictment all right. And a corruption charges a guy who is the reason Tony Preckwinkle got 25 or one of the reasons that Tony Preckwinkle got 25 percent of the vote. All right. So when you hear that, what do you think? What are your thoughts when you hear that? Uh,
0: yeah, well, I guess I hear a lot of different things in that. I mean, it's a very uh, you're right. I hadn't heard it today because I was sports Saturday all day. Uh, obviously, the Fran show is a, one of our other treasured means of connecting with readers and listeners going forward just like you guys are but what i'm hearing when i hear that in in Lori's voice is it's also a continuation of the narrative that propelled her into office right this is ed burke is part of the past part of the machine part of all those things that she vowed to clean up and so you know regardless of whether Twenty-four, uh, you know, sheep follow at Burke <laughs> um, into into the uh, into, into what could be a very hot oven. Yeah. Uh, you know, that's that's her that's her laying down the gauntlet a little bit there and showing showing what she you know, what got her in office, frankly.
1: Yeah, she shows that, as I said, uh, she's a counterpuncher, and that it's uh, uh, it's going to be an interesting four years, uh, to put it mildly. Cr- Th-
0: that said, Ben, and I'd actually be, I'll ask you a question on this. I mean, I do think we're headed into... Uh, a political time here unlike any other that I've seen in my career and I know you've got you're a little Phew. wiser <laughs> wiser than I am here although uh, I do <laughs> have I do have less hair admittedly but but uh. it's going to be interesting to see after coming out of the daily era where we've had you know Richard M a very strong mayor and a weak council and as you like to call him Mayor Rahm yeah. a very strong mayor and uh, you know not quite as weak as they were under daily but probably still pretty weak Yeah. you know who whether it's Ed Burke rousting up uh 24 or any other number of, of of folks out there i mean we've got you know a good percentage of the of the uh council is going to be uh democratic socialists yeah. right so we've got bernie sanders types we've got burke types we've got machine types we've got it's going to be wild i think what do you think well
1: I, here's here's what i say uh off the top and i'm hope i'm actually speaking out of hope as much as uh predicting we had this notion that emerged from council wars, which uh, Lori Lightfoot alluded to, and it's before your time, Chris, It was in the 80s when Harold Washington was elected, the first uh, black man elected mayor of the city of Chicago, and immediately Ed Burke and Edward Doiak corralled almost all the white aldermen uh, into their coalition to oppose him on every step of the way. And when Harold, after Harold died, this notion uh, emerged that Chicago had become too unruly, that democracy in mm-hmm. Chicago was just too much Democracy, and we had to have a, a strong, powerful mayor, and every, that that could keep them in line. This 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 was an attitude, Chris, that was professed not just by the business community, corporate Chicago, but also by the editorial pages of both newspapers. Mm-hmm. This is before your time, and um, so Mayor Daly took that, and he became the man. And it, it had to be like big votes, you know what I'm saying? And, and as time went on, it had. When I say big votes, I mean he couldn't just win 26 to 24 there's 50 aldermen. He had to win. Thirty-five to fifteen, then forty to ten, then forty-five to five. Mayor Rahm took that another step further. I don't know what his problem is. He has to win forty-eight to two, or you know, fifty to nothing. And so, this, uh, this, this, this obsession they have with these decisive votes—almost like they're proving their manhood by how many people can. Support their initiatives, some of which, in my humble opinion, are really dumb initiatives that shouldn't even pass anyway. I am hoping that Lori Lightfoot can step away from that and allow, like, let's say the five socialists say, you know what, we're against this program because we think it's too regressive. Or let's say the five conservative aldermen from the outer, uh, outer ward say, you know what, this is too radical for our people. We, let, I would, we can't vote for it. I would hope that, uh, Lori Life would, would allow them the freedom, if you will. You get what I'm saying? Not browbeat them into. Right. Uh, and so allowing them to articulate why they're against something, you know, or. Wider right. for it,
0: a mayor who is perhaps more of a facilitator and a listener and a moderator, trying to find consensus, and a council that's going to be more diverse. Yeah,
1: that's exactly well, we'll put. That's why he's the editor in chief. Oh right? yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that is very well put. Yeah. So uh, that's what I'm hoping, uh, and uh, I'm from from that. I'm hoping that there's um, a little more diversity of of opinion in the specific. Pro- Proposals, and so that maybe, like, you know, they just won't be rammed down our throats with ideas that aren't fully thought out, and you know, have been uh, fully scoped. That's what I'm hoping, and you know, Chris, as soon as I say it, I sound naive. So I'm gonna no, but we,
0: you know, but this is a time in our lives where I think as journalists, we're we're all sounding a bit naive because I think I, I think at the end of the day, we're all. The fact that, that two African American women were able to get, get in a runoff, and I say this as a, you know, south, Southwest side guy. I grew up in All a Block from the city, so I know you know, I, I know the world I grew up in mm-hmm. and, you know, the fact that, that Lori Lightfoot uh, could carry the entire all fifty wards in light of my experience growing up here and knowing what I know about about the area I grew up, uh, it, it's pretty, it, it's like the city's evolved, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're all evolving, yeah. right? And the police department, we were talking about Eddie Johnson today. We did the case for Eddie Johnson. Is Eddie Johnson perfect? No, of course not. But has he evolved? He has. He's behind the consent decree now, right? So, hey, Mayor would give him a shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... We're we're all evolving, and we'd like to think we're all evolving into a better place. Now, that's the hope that we're all carrying right now, but we know this is Chicago. And, you know, if anybody can use this to their advantage, uh, we could also be in a situation where it unravels really quickly, too. And we've got a lot of folks yelling at each other and screaming at each other because their interests aren't being represented.
1: And one way or the other... Uh, we'll be talking about it on this show, and you'll be writing about it in the Sun-Times.
0: Yes. And everybody will be reading the Sun-Times and downloading this show. And,
1: and life will be good, man. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that is the real story. Chris Fusco, thank you very much. Best of luck with the Saturday Sports. Right. And speaking uh, of, I have to ask, because he's a modest man. He won't do it. Right. Are you looking for a bulls writer
0: for the sports man? Look at that hat he's wearing oh, man, no, bulls. Joe, Joe Collie, man. Collie is not, something else. Yeah. You're not
1: gonna get collie off that beat. Something, something Maybe a co-writer or uh, something. I, he needs a beat. He needs I, a bulls I, beat. I, he won't let me talk sports. No, no, no sports. Because um I know my listeners really want politics. They don't want sports. But one day I may drag Joe Collie. Oh, in you here. should drag Joe. Yeah, and talk some serious bulls because that'd be great. Uh Joe Collie is the man. He's so he covers he's as hard on the bull as I am a Mayor okay? I think that's a fair
0: assessment. Right, but he's very well-respected among everybody, as you are. (laughs) I was going to say, hey, what am I?
1: Uh, Anyway, uh, Chris Fusco, thanks so much for coming in. We should make this a regular occurrence uh, as part of uh, bonus coverage on the Ben Jarofsky Show, all right?
0: Okay, sounds good. Thank you guys for being here. We love having you here.
1: All right, very good, folks. Take care, everybody.